who, what, where, when, why, and how. These are all questions we learned to ask probably when we were young in elementary school, maybe doing current events projects when we did stuff on the news. Uh, some of you might remember uh, doing that when you were young. But, but the question is now today as an adult, what questions are you asking yourself that are ruling your life? You see, we're all asking questions of ourselves constantly. Things like, why is this virus happening now? How can I help? Why is the world such a scary place? Or how can I make myself better throughout all this? Some questions we ask of ourselves are going to be empowering, and some questions will be disempowering. But the one thing that's true regardless is that the quality of your life is directly related to the quality of your questions. So if you're going to be asking a crappy question, you're going to get a crappy answer, and your life suffers the consequences. But if you ask an empowering question, you get an empowering answer, and your life reaps the rewards. So in today's episode, I'm going to break down the four types of questions you can ask yourself, including empowering and disempowering questions, and how we can use these questions to not only help us manage what's going on with the coronavirus pandemic, but also how we can come out on top, how we can make this a great time for us so that when this is all over and today, we can make the most out of life. We're also going to go and talk about how to create new empowering questions. So stay tuned as we get ready to go deep into this topic. Welcome to the Money, Love, and Freedom Podcast, where you'll develop the mindset and skills to create a life of total abundance. From business and wealth to love and sex, discover what it takes to live a life of freedom on your terms. And now, your host, Coach George Wang. What's up, Freedom Fighters? Today is Monday, April 20th. And I'm dating this episode so that people can have some context for whoever's going to be listening to this later on. Because as of this date, we are actually in the middle of the coronavirus pandemic. And there's a lot of things that we can do, right? There's a lot of worries, a lot of fears. And one of the things I'd like to help with today is some of those negative thoughts. Like how do we specifically deal with some of the psychological barriers that we're dealing with? And the specific topic I wanted to talk about today was questions. But before we talk about questions, let's go in and talk about thoughts for a quick moment, okay? Because some of us today are having a lot of negative thoughts. Maybe thoughts like, you know, the world is so scary now. Or perhaps you might have a thought like, I don't know what to do to get through this. Or I'm so angry at the world, the government, etc., whatever, for what's going on. And so that's why I want to talk really quickly about thoughts, because first of all, let's think about this for a quick second and, and just run with me here. What is a thought? Like if you think about it, what really is a thought? A thought is something that I think, right? It's an idea, an imagination, an expression. A thought can come in many different forms, right? So that, that kind of to me is what a thought is. But how do you get to a thought? Like, how did I get to this thought? The thought I'm having right now, the last thought I had even, of the thought being an idea, an image, an expression, how did I get to that thought? You know how I got to that thought? I asked a question. I asked the question, what is a thought? 
See, all thought is preceded by a question, whether the question is conscious or unconscious, because the question can be either one. But no matter what, every single thought we have is the answer to some question that we first had to ask, again, either consciously or unconsciously. So the thought of, I don't know what to do to get through this, is an answer to a question like, how can I, how can I get through such a tough time? And the answer brain goes, I don't know. What can I do? I'm stuck. I'm handcuffed. So in today's world, also, a lot of people are asking a lot of really poor questions, right? Why is the government so stupid? How can the world be so square? Sorry, how can the world be so scary? Or how can I ever survive this? And in my opinion, these are all crappy questions that are going to lead to crappy answers. First of all, let me say, too, I'm not saying that these are not valid questions, okay? But they're not the kind of questions that are going to move your life forward. So let, let's, let's talk about the four types of questions, and maybe this will all make a little bit more sense to, to you. So there's two main categories of questions that break down into four types of questions, okay? So the two categories are either we have conscious or unconscious, uh, sorry, conscious or unconscious thoughts, which is one category. And the second category is thoughts can be either empowering or disempowering. So when we put together all the possible combinations between these two categories, we have kind of like this four-part grid with all options of unconscious disempowering questions, conscious disempowering questions, conscious empowering questions, and unconscious empowering questions. So we're going to go through these one by one. So let's start with the unconscious disempowering questions. So these are the kind of questions that are going to hinder you, and you may not even be aware of them. Now, it's not your fault. Usually, these type of questions are part of your upbringing, uh, either through your parents or your teachers, school, society, friends, etc. And, you know, like there's a, there's a couple kinds of parents out there, right? There's many kinds, right? But But an example of two of them are, you know, there's some parents who think that their kid could never do any wrong at all. But then there's also the type of parents who will try to correct everything that their kid does and always tells them what they're doing wrong and never what they're doing right. Now, they're doing this in good faith and out of love because they probably want their kids to do things correctly. You know, they want them to have a good life. But if you look at it from the kid's perspective, sorry, perspective, from the time this person was about four they were always being told what they're doing wrong, how to fix it. And eventually this child starts to ask themselves a question, something like, why do I do everything wrong? Or how come I can't do anything right? And over time, this question becomes an unconscious brain pattern that happens over and over and over again. It basically gets programmed into our psyche, this question that carries us or carries with us our entire lives. And again, it's normally some type of imprint from a parent, a uh, teacher, something like that when we we're young and not always our own fault, but it is something that we have to live with and something that we have to be responsible for. So, so just know for now that these disempowering unconscious questions are there. And in a little bit later, we will talk about how to replace them. So moving on to the second type of questions, these are the now, instead of unconscious disempowering questions, these are the 
conscious disempowering questions. And and before I get into this, I want to remind all of you the job of the subconscious mind. If you've listened to some of my other podcast episodes, you might have heard me say this before, but the only job of the subconscious mind is to do whatever we do consciously and repeat it over and over and over again and automate it so that we can go then use our conscious brain on other things. So a good example of this uh, phenomenon is when we first learned how to drive. So if you think about the first time you learned how to drive, you were trying to focus with attention on so many different things at once. You were like, okay, hand at 10 o'clock, two o'clock. Okay, make sure the mirror's right. Put the car into drive. Step on the gas. Oh, not too fast. Not too slow. Oh, step on the brake. Not too hard. I don't want to jerk, right? You had all of these conscious thoughts that you had to go through step by step. And that's why it was such kind of like a, a haphazard uh, attempt in people's first time driving. However, through time and repetition, your brain automates this process for you so that now when you get into your car, you can just put the car in drive, take off, and you can think of a million different things, and yet you still get to your destination safe and sound. So that's the power of the unconscious mind. And this is, again, how these unconscious disempowering questions get programmed to our mind because we keep getting the same repetitive information, the same question over and over again. So now finally, on to the second type of question, which is the conscious disempowering question, okay? And what I just said is why these are so dangerous because conscious disempowering questions are limitations that you can place on yourself that eventually become unconscious disempowering questions because we've automated and repeated them so many times. So, so here's what conscious disempowering questions are. They're the questions that you ask yourself consciously, but have a negative presupposition to them, causing you then to have a disempowering answer. Uh, for, for reference really quick, if you're not familiar with what a presupposition is, what a presupposition is, is that it's something in that has to be true in order for something else to be true. So something in order for XYZ sentence to be true, it is presupposed that something else is true. And in the case of disempowering questions, the thing that is presupposed is the negative form of what we are trying to move away from. So let me give you a very, very classical example of this. Uh, this comes from weight loss. So a very, very common thing that people will ask of themselves, which is a disempowering question when somebody wants to lose weight, is they'll ask themselves a question like, why am I so fat? Or how could I be so fat? And in order for that question to be true, why am I so fat? Or how did I become so fat? In order for that question to be valid, first, you it presupposes that you are currently, in fact, fat. And what that does is that reinforces something that lives in your identity. If you have an identity of a fat person, or you don't, let's say you even don't, but you keep asking yourself a question like, why am I so fat? 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 That starts to reinforce the, at the identity level that you are fat and do it enough times and your brain now all of a sudden goes, you know what? You are fat. This is your identity. Live with it. 
So this is how your brain is always going to, by the way, your brain is always going to come up with an answer no matter what question you ask it. So again, remember, if you ask a crappy question, you're going to get a crappy answer. So this is just an example or an idea of what a disempowering conscious question is. Again, it's a a question that you are consciously asking yourself of, but again, has a negative presupposition. And because of that, it's infiltrating your mind, even though on the outside, it looks like a positive question. Long term, it's going to be reinforcing some negative aspect of what you're actually trying to move away from. So this leads me into the third type of question. And this is the conscious empowering question. So rather than disempowering, sorry, rather than a conscious disempowering question, now we are moving on to conscious empowering questions. So continuing with that last example, rather than asking, why am I so fat? What if instead the only question this person ever asked is, what can I do to lose weight and enjoy the process? And that was the only question they ever asked over and over and over again. What can I do to lose weight and enjoy the process? Now notice first, it mentions nothing. There is no presupposition in here about the person being currently fat. So there's no reinforcement of any type of negative identity level or negative behavior, anything like that, right? Anybody can lose weight. You can be a hundred pound person, you can be a, a, a five foot eight, hundred pound person and lose weight. You can also be a five foot eight, 600 pound person and lose weight, right? Anybody can lose weight. So there's no negative presuppositions in and of itself. And now you're asking an empowering question because it's focused towards only the result that you want. So again, so, so here's the breakdown, right? An empowering question is one that leads to an empowering answer and does not have any negative presuppositions within it, and it adds in some positive presuppositions instead. So if you notice this question that I just asked, it wasn't, what can I do to lose weight? It's, what can I do to lose weight and enjoy the process, right? And that presupposes that the answer that we're going to get is going to be one that allows us to really have fun with it and enjoy it. And that's going to pull us even more to be able to want to do it. Because now we're asking a question and a very specific one that's going to get a very targeted, good, empowering answer. Now, here's the challenge with these. We need to commit. Because as humans, we have been wired for the negative and to always look for what's wrong, right? This is because we have a 2 million year old brain that's designed and wired to look out for predators, right? To look out for the saber toothed tiger, for the woolly mammoth, for all these old predators, which are no longer around, but this wiring is still within our brain. So because it's been so strongly pre-wired, also pre-wired with some of the unconscious disempowering questions you have that might have been, you know, placed onto you when you were a child and whatnot, what can happen and a challenge with this is many times when you start to ask yourself an empowering question, something like, what can I do to lose weight and enjoy the process? Or an empowering question like, what can I do to create a massive opportunity for myself during this coronavirus pandemic? 
And what's going to happen is many times your first, the first thought, the first answer that's going to come to your brain is what can I do to create opportunity? What can I do to lose weight? Your brain's going to go, nothing, you're an idiot, right? That's because some of your disempowering questions are so deeply ingrained. This is what's the first thing that's going to happen. Your brain is going to go straight there right away. And so this is where I was going to, what I mentioned earlier, I was going to, we're going to talk about how to deal with some of these unconscious disempowering questions. So here's how we do it. We need to replace the disempowering unconscious questions with empowering questions. So here's how this goes. Okay. So let's say you ask yourself that question one time, because remember again, your unconscious, what it does is, is automate something that's done repeatedly. And you already have some other pre-programming in there. So we got to re-re we have to rewrite that. So first thing to do is let's say your brain goes, uh, you ask a question like, you know, what can I do to lose weight and enjoy the process? Or what can I do to create a massive opportunity for myself during this coronavirus pandemic? And first your brain goes, nothing, you're an idiot. Then the first question you want to re-ask yourself is to use what we call the as-if frame. So you just ask yourself, okay. If, highlight if, there was something I could do to lose weight and enjoy the process, what would that be? Or if there was something I could do to create a massive opportunity for myself, what would that be? Because see, what this does is rather asking the question, you know, if you could do something, forget about if you're actually going to do it, forget about if it's possible, but if you're going to do something, what would that be? And that puts your brain into an open frame of creativity and imagination and creation. And that's how the best answers come about. Now, here's the other thing too, right? Because it might take some time for the answer to come. So you're going to have to keep asking this question to yourself over and over and over again, as much as you can be relentless. Do not stop. Ask this question of yourself as many times as you can so strongly until one day the answer hits you like a ton of bricks and it pulls you. It's so compelling that it pulls you into action. And when you feel that happening, then you're going to be on your way to programming yourself and programming that question into the fourth kind of questions, which are unconscious empowering questions. Now, with this fourth kind of question, the unconscious empowering questions, these are the greatest, these are the strongest questions you can have, and these are some of the things that drove and still drive some of the greatest leaders in our world. Imagine if you went about life only asking questions unconsciously, like, what can I make the world, or what can I do to make the world a better place? What can I do to make my life, my family, society better, richer, stronger? with more money, love, and experiences? What if you went around life asking those questions nonstop unconsciously? How would your life be different? Just imagine that for one second. If you went around life doing nothing but asking that question over and over again, what would be different? But in order to get there, we need to be focused first on the conscious empowering questions, which is why I spent so far at least the bulk of this episode on that section with the conscious empowering questions because, again, the subconscious mind, its only job is to automate anything we do over and over and over again. So with first learning how to create an empowering questions 
and repeatedly asking that a conscious empowering question over and over again, you can rewire your subconscious mind and your subconscious brain to these new unconscious empowering questions and open up your what we call the reticular activating system to see so many things that are going to bring you there to what you want. Quick side note, if you don't if you're not familiar with Sarah Blakely, she is the founder and creator of Spanx. And there was an interview somewhere with her, and I don't, I don't remember exactly where it was. So if you just search Sarah Blakely interviews, maybe you'll find one where she talks about it. But she talks, she talks about this exact thing we're talking, this exact phenomenon. She had this question, and I don't remember exactly what the question was, but it went something along the lines of, what product can I find, build, or sell or create that's my own product that can make a huge impact on the world? Because up until that point, she was a saleswoman, and she was only selling other people's products, but she wanted to sell her own, but she just didn't know what it was. So she used to go on these walks. She asked these questions over and over and over again, and I think it was something like four years before the spark finally hit her. It took her four years okay, to do that. So that's how that's how much work. So I'm not I'm not going to lie to you and say that hey this is an overnight thing. You that, that, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you ask the empowering questions and it takes a few days and boom it's there. But sometimes it might take four years. But here's another thing I noticed though: the longer it takes to to answer, the stronger and more deep that answer might be because it could be possible that she just didn't accept the first few answers because they weren't strong enough, they weren't deep enough, but she kept asking and kept asking kept asking. And because she kept going deeper and deeper, looking for a stronger, more true answer to that question, she finally found its spanks. And four years of thinking that question, asking that question, thinking, has now led her to a multi-billion dollar company. That, to me, seems like a good investment of time, thought, and energy. Wouldn't you agree? So I want to challenge you, Freedom Fighters. Go out there, take some time, and find and create an empowering question to ask yourself. And keep asking it over and over again. Write it down put it on your walls, drill it into you so it becomes part of your nervous system, so it's deep into your bones. And if you keep asking nonstop, I promise you that one day you will get that answer and it's going to be so strong that it's going to compel you to move into action and create a beautiful, empowering life for you. I want to thank you so much for listening this week. DM me on Instagram at Coach George Wang and tell me what your old question was and what your new empowering questions are. And if you have any other, also if you have any other questions on this topic at all, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it. Connect with me, talk with me there. DM me. I'm happy to start these conversations there. Also, please subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already. Leave us a rating and a review. It can really help to spread this message out farther and wider. Uh, And again, thank you so much for listening. You know, we can all do our parts in today's world to make it a greater place, right? We're all in this together. So keep today's message in mind. Seek out empowering questions. Ask them of yourself over and over and over again until it's so ingrained that it becomes an unconscious empowering questions, a reflex. So it becomes just how you live your life. And then my friend... You are living a life of freedom on your terms. Stay safe and we'll be back next Monday with a new episode.